the uh, scripture that we will begin with, and I use the word begin with, is going to be John chapter 1. We ask you to turn there. And you'll understand why I say to begin with. You'll understand that just a little bit later. How I want to thank everybody for birthday cards and gift cards and I've got so many gift cards, although, and I know this sounds awful to say, but I'm going to say it. Right now, I've got, I think, $60 worth, so I, I won't boycott them until that, I use that $60 worth. <laughs> but twice now, I've been to Chili's, and the second time, I've had to leave because after 50 minutes, and I always clock them, we still hadn't been served, and there was not very many people in there. And plus that girl was saying, hun, and I just, <laughs> and finally, and my daughter likes it worse than I do, she said, wait a minute, I've got a problem. Would you please not call me hun? So, I'm all for gift cards, but I'm about to the point to where maybe something other than chilies. <laughs> and I know that sounds awful to say. Um, also, the uh, benefit um, that was held for, for me, I, you know, I... Uh, I was blessed by it. I'm, uh, I'm not used to uh, having things done like that, but uh, I was blessed by it. And all of the effort, work that went into that is always a big thing. And uh, the Tuckers, they were awesome to be able to, uh, and boy, the food that they provide is always just tremendous. It is. Yep. So... Uh, I want to say it here on the, the tape or on the uh, uh, video that for all those at the Centralia branch that was there, also those at Fairfield branch and here, of course, at Orchardville, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for making that night uh, such a blessing to have that many people. And I don't know what the number was, but it looked like there was uh, quite a few. Have that many people show up. So thank you all very much. Uh, let's pray. Father, your word says that we are to remember those in chains. And God, this day I want to make it aware of the church aware of the pastor that is now locked up in Iran and has been for some months now, uh, Saeed Abedini. God help us as a church to remember him and so many others that have boldly proclaimed your message, and because of that, they are now in prison. And God, your Bible, through the pen of Paul, you said, remember those in chains. And God, we want to do that today. We want to remember those that, again, have boldly taken a stand for you and have not backed up into that. Or that man today 
could be released out of jail if he would renounce his faith. But thank God he will not do that. Thank God. That's what real men and women of God are made of. And I pray, Lord, your blessing upon him or upon his wife and his children. And God help us as a church again not to, re, not to forget, but always to remember uh, people of that caliber that put their life on the line. I ask and pray, God, for your blessing upon this uh, meeting today. Help us, Lord, to uh, gear ourselves towards you. And Lord, help us to be joyful hearers and doers of your word in the wonderful name of Jesus. And God, one more thing, I want to thank you for the, the outreach that we have uh, here at Orchardville and at Centralia and Fairfield. And God, how your word is being proclaimed uh, on, on video, on DVDs, on uh, CDs, on, uh, on the internet. On uh, 90.9 The Vine, Lord God, we're thankful for all these avenues that we have to be able to get the clarion call of the gospel message of Jesus out to whosoever will. In Jesus' name, amen. Some, oh, it's been over a year now, I know. Maybe, well, probably longer than that now, maybe a couple years. Um... I had made plans that on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, I was going to listen to the sermon that would be on 90.9 The Vine. I, was going to, I made a plan to do that, and I knew that Thursday night they was not going to have music practice, and I knew Carlin was going to be listening that night. So, you know, that way we could uh, get together sometime a few days later, and I'd have the occasion to ask Carlin what he thought of that and what his uh, take on it was. So there I am at home. I'm ready to listen. It's eight o'clock. Uh, Randy Olson, he's on the vine, and he says, "And now." Well, he says, "And now." <laughs> <laughs> and now, get ready to listen to another exciting sermon from Pastor Mark Shell, Orchardville Church. And I'm sitting there in my study at home, listening, and it's just silence. Looking at my watch, and about five, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, and then Randy Olson goes, you've been listening to an exciting sermon from Pastor Mark Shell." <laughs> what? That was it. <clears throat> And you say, well, did you call them and let them know? I thought, well, no, I can't do that. That'd be really self-serving to do something like that. So next time I seen Carlin, I had Carlin to call them <laughs> and let them know. But I am thankful for all the avenues that we have to be able to get the message of Jesus out. Um, today, what we're going to look at, and it's something that I've I've never preached a message on this. I've made comments about it in different messages, but I've never really preached a message uh, either pro or con uh, for this. But uh, today, the, uh, the title of the message is, Let's Take a Look at Calvinism. And let's start in John chapter 1, verse 1. And some of you have never heard of Calvinism. Uh, but here's the, here's the point. Sooner or later, you will. Somebody's going to approach you about this. And I hate to say it, 
But in, if you go to a secular college, you're going to be, and I hate to say this, but it's true. If you go to a secular college, you're going to be taught about liberalism. I hate to say it, but it's true. If you go to a Christian or a religious college, you're going to be taught about Calvinism. And basically, I think both of those lead to laziness. That's my own personal belief on that. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. Who are we talking about here? Jesus. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Everybody say all men. men. That all men through him might believe. All means all, and that's all that it means. That all men. John was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lights every man. Everybody say every man. Every man. That lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. This teaching of Calvinism attracts, I'll use this word, so-called intellectuals. And not everybody, but most people that talk to me about this, they come, they come at this from a standpoint If you was as smart as I was, you'd be able to figure this out. If you was just, if if, if you could have listened to my college professor. Here's a book from my college professor. If you would just read this, then you could figure this out. And it's always incredible to me that preachers that preach this and teach this, how that their whole family their mom and their dad and, and all of their children and their aunts and their uncles and their dogs and their cats, they've all been selected to go to heaven. On Route 50, there is the Primitive Baptist Church up there. They don't have very many people that go, if any. The parking lot is small, and that is how it is on every Primitive Baptist Church. And the reason being is because they don't believe in whosoever will. So why take the time and the effort to try to reach someone when that is all God's job and none of our job is how they look at it. John Calvin, who started Calvinism, writes, Not all men are created with similar destinies. But eternal life is foreordained for some, and eternal damnation is foreordained for others. Everything in my being rejects that. Everything. To think that God would sit in heaven 
and arbitrarily pick and choose, I cannot, will not believe that. Not all men are created with similar destinies, but eternal life is foreordained for some and eternal damnation for others. And every man, therefore, is created for one or the other. He is either predestined for life or predestined for death. Give me that first screen, the tulip screen. This first emphasis on a debate between Arminianism and Calvinism started hundreds of years ago. Anybody guess what the country was where this started in? Who said Holland? That is correct, Holland. What are they famous for growing in Holland? Tulips. So some guy put all this together, evidently it was John Calvin. And the T is total depravity, which I reject. The U is unconditional election, which I reject. The L is limited atonement, which I really reject. To think that Christ died upon the cross and not, he did not do that for everyone. He did it for a select few. I reject that. Reject that. Irresistible grace. I reject that. And you'll learn why. Perseverance of the saints. I reject that as he teaches. Perseverance of the saints. And we may not get to those last two uh, or I don't know how many we're going to get to, but we'll just, we'll just find out. Let's start out, verse, or, uh, uh, John 6, 44, on total depravity. No man can, and this is something I've, ne- I've never done before, but I'm having all the scriptures put up on the screen. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Give me the next verse, please, the next scripture. And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Now I want you to watch what just happened here. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. I believe that, but not like they teach that. They believe that only God at specific times would draw a person who has already been elected, God would draw them to salvation. I don't believe that. I do believe in John 12, verse 32, that Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. That cross is a giant magnet that draws whosoever will. Not a choice and a select few. The Holy Spirit draws, and I believe he's drawing you all the time. It's up to you whether you will listen or not. A wonderful scripture in Numbers chapter 24, verse 5. Balaam, the prophet, is over, is on a hilltop overlooking the children of God. And here they, he sees them as the Ark of the Covenant is in the middle. And there are how many tribes? Twelve. You had twelve tribes. You had three on one side, three on the other, three north, three south, uh, three on the east, three on the west. And here's what this man Balaam says. How goodly are your tents, O Jacob, 
and your tabernacle, O Israel. And I don't believe he's talking about the color of the tents. I believe he is seeing something he's never seen before. He's seeing something he's never seen before. He's seeing a cross. And he's never seen this before. Because there's three on one side, three on the other, three on the other, and three on the, on the south side. And here's the point. On the south side, the tribe of Judah was there. The tribe of Judah had constituted three times as many people as any of the other tribes. So what you had, you had three tribes on the north, three tribes over here on the, the west, three tribes on the east, and then you had three tribes to the south, and it was literally what he was seeing was a cross. The formation of the cross. See, I don't believe that when people say, oh, Jesus was crucified on a cross that was shaped like a T. I don't believe that. Because it don't follow through with the types and the shadows that the Bible lays out. There are people that believe that Jesus was crucified on an X-shaped cross. I don't believe that. I believe that Jesus was crucified on a cross just like that we see and are used to seeing. Furthermore, if you would take the tent top off of the Ark of the Covenant, you would, on all of the uh, vessels that was there in the Ark of the Covenant and in the tabernacle, you would see the shape of the cross. Everything was about the cross. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. God is not willing that any should perish, but that, how many? All should come to repentance. God's not willing that anybody die and go to hell. Not one. His will is to draw everybody to repentance. The person who goes to hell does so because he will not trust Jesus Christ as Savior. Book of Romans. Thank you. Romans chapter 1. Because that which may be known of... Let me get there myself. Because that which may be known of God is made known in them. In the heavens... For God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Next verse on this, please. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are law unto themselves. Next scripture, please which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. See, I don't believe in the depravity of man, but I do, the total depravity of man, but I do believe in the depravity of man. Let me illustrate it this way. John 5, verse 40. Jesus said, and you will not come to me that you might have life. That's the words of Jesus. Jesus didn't say, you cannot come to me. That'd be total depravity. You cannot come to me. Jesus said, you will not. Your own will. Let's go to the you. 
unconditional election. Calvinists teach that God has already decided who is going to heaven and who is going to hell. How many have ever heard these teachings before? In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, according as he has chosen us before him, before the foundation of the world. Stop. That's how they teach that. They don't give you the rest of the verse. That we should be saved. No, that ain't what it says. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God's will is for every person to be saved and live a holy, righteous life. That is God's will. But God arbitrarily does not say that one's saved and that one's lost. Continue on in this. John chapter 15, verse 16. This is another one that they use. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Stop. And yet the verse goes on. That's all that they teach, but yet the verse goes on. And have ordained you that you should be saved. No, that's not what it says. That you should bear forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. The fruit of every Christian is other Christians. Amen? Proverbs 11.30, he that wins souls is wise. Now, if you brought your Bible, I want you to go to John chapter 15. I am the true vine, my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Question, what are we talking about? Fruit. Not salvation. Fruit. John 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. What are we talking about? Fruit. fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. There used to be a song. Whoa, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoa. <laughs> Keep preaching, is that what somebody says? <laughs> I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And what are we talking about? Fruit. Verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear forth much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. What are we talking about? Fruit. John 15, 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Plain as a nose on her face. And that your fruit should remain, and whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. It's not salvation we're talking about there. You have not chosen me, I've chosen you. What's God talking about? Not salvation, he's talking about fruit. 
He's chosen every one of us to bear forth fruit unto his name. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. But there are false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. This is the one that really chokes the Calvinists up. Because how on one hand can they teach damnable heresies and deny the Lord, and on the other hand, God says, I bought them. God has bought the whole world by what happened with Jesus on the cross. It's up to each and every one of us to grab a hold of that. That bought them. He bought us all. Lock, stock, and barrel. But it's up to us to grab a hold of that. Years ago, Eddie Sledge, and I remember when this happened, he was telling me about it, and it's been a long time ago. He went to a man's house to speak to him about salvation. And that man was hard against it. Isn't that right, Ed? Yeah. Ed said he wanted nothing to do with it whatsoever. And in the course of Eddie trying to talk with him and talk to him about Jesus, the man offered Eddie a drink from his bar downstairs in the basement. Now, I would have loved to have been there. You got to know Eddie like I know Eddie. I would have loved to have been, I would have loved to have been there and seen that all, what all transpired in that. Because Eddie's a pretty excitable guy. And I can just imagine him say, oh, no, 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 that ain't me. I, I don't do that no more. But you know what? In defense of that man that offered him a drink while Eddie's trying to uh, witness to that man, the guy probably didn't know any different because preachers don't stand for nothing. Twenty years ago, people, Christian people, had this as a commitment in their life that, yeah, we're staying away from that. Ten years ago, people had this as something real in their life. And I'm going to teach my kids, they don't need that. We can live our life without that. Five years ago, people believed that. But I see people slipping away from that. And I probably need to uh, uh, preach again some sermons I preached a few years back. Uh, one of them was uh, uh, Sippin' Saints or Slippin' Saints. And the other was, Jesus was a carpenter, not a bartender. But what's going on here, it's like a frog in the proverbial pot of water. That you put him in the water, and he's content to stay there, and you turn it up to boil, and he's content to stay there, and now the water's nearing a boil, and he's content to stay there, and now the water is boiling hot, and he's content to stay there until it kills him. But if it was boiling hot right off the bat and you threw him in there, he would have jumped right out. But it's the deceptiveness of the gradual, gradually. The enemy tricks us. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. For whom God did foreknow, he also did predestinate for them to be saved. No, that's not what it says. 
to be conformed to the image of, God, of God's Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You know what repentance means? Change your mind. Look it up. That's what it means. The prodigal son, when he's away from the father, the Bible said, and when he came to himself, he had an awakening, an epiphany. He saw the light. I need to go back to the father. In Acts 17, 30, the Bible says, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commands all men. Everybody say all men. All men, all men everywhere to repent. The man who is lost says, I won't. The man who is saved says, I will. It's as simple as that, people. God commands everyone to repent. You go from I won't to I will. One man refuses the light of God. Listen to this. God is not obligated to give him any more light. That's how someone can hear, that's how someone can go to hell and never having heard the name of Jesus. And I'll explain that. Psalms chapter 19. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows forth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Let's take Africa and the heart of Africa. One man looks up at the stars and says, someone made those stars. You know what's going on there? God has provided light for that man to recognize. And the moment he says, someone put them there. By the power of God, God will get someone to that individual whether it be a missionary in an airplane throwing down tracks in that, native, in that man's native tongue, or whatever the case, God will get more light to the individual that accepts light. When that person responds to the light, God then will send more light. We all know who Joel Osteen is. I wish you'd have heard of what his dad was like. John Osteen. What a preacher. That man and his team went to Africa to preach at a particular city. And while they're traveling with three loads of buses to get everybody that's there in that group, they're traveling on a dirt road, and as they travel, they pass by an African man standing near the road. Zoom, zoom, zoom. They get a mile down the road, and John Osteen says, stop the bus. The first bus stops, and of course the other two buses stop. Bus drivers and Osteen get together, and Osteen says, there's been a change in plan. We're to go talk to that man. All three buses turn around, and they go back and they talk to this man. Of course, Osteen has an interpreter there. And through the interpreter, this is what the African man says to John Osteen. I saw 
the stars in the heavens, and I knew there must be a God. And I asked him, what should I do? I love this. I love this. Because God is looking to help and to save every person. And that person knew there was a God somewhere. Not a God of wood or stone, but a true God. And that African man said, I've been traveling from my city for two days to get here. And I've been standing alongside this road for one day because God told me, get to this spot and I'll send you someone. Yeah, praise God. Whosoever will. That man knew in his heart of hearts, there is a God out there. Help me. And because that man saw and recognized that amount of light, God sent him another light to where he could grab a hold of. And when Osteen went and preached in that, in that village, that man was saved, his family was saved, most of the village was converted. Because one man realized that there's a true God and that God will help me. And God saved him. Whosoever will is the truth of the gospel. Don't let anybody bamboozle you. John 3.16. Let's all say that together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The world. That's every one of us. 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 I want to give you two more scriptures and I'm done. Romans 2, 1. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever you are. And then he goes on in verse uh, 15, which show the work of the law written in their heart, their conscience bearing them witness. When you realize that there is a true God and you recognize that light, God will send you more light. And I'm telling you, this is something, maybe I'm just wired different. But I know most Calvinists, their view of this is God loves me and mine and that's what makes me so special and makes God so special. I can't see it. I can't see that. But what I can see is God loves everybody and wants to draw them, and that makes the love and power of God so special in my life that it's not the prettiest or it's not the most handsome or it's not the most educated. It's whosoever will. Thank God. Thank God. God's paid the price for all. God's put these cookies on the lower shelf where everybody can get to them. Thank God. Thank God. Would you bow your heads, please? Lord, on this communion Sunday, we ask and pray, God, that every Christian person examine themselves just like your Bible tells us to do. But, Lord, we're also praying for whosoever will. God, that today, if there's someone that they thought it's only for Pastor Mark or it's only for uh, my dad or it's only for my mom or it's only for Billy Graham or it's only for a select few. 
God let them know that that's so, so, so wrong. That it's for everybody. God's love is for everybody. God's grace is for everybody. Whosoever will, thank God, thank God, thank God for that truth. Thank God that God looked down at me, a little boy, they're in Keynes. And I've said before, you couldn't have known less about the gospel than what I knew. And God saved me anyhow because I came to him. I came to him. All men, everyone, whosoever will, thank God for that. Thank God for a great love. Thank God for a great grace. It's all stand. Come on, if you have a need, we ask you to come forward. If you're here this morning, and maybe the enemy has tricked you into believing that this is just for a select few. That, well, preacher, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. It don't matter. God is saying, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on right now.
in Africa, and that's not just one isolated case. There are thousands of cases like that that's been documented. And listen, you can look at, you can look at the world that we live and look at creation and know there is a God. God obligates himself to send you more light. And you live here in America and you've heard the gospel and you're here this day and you've heard the gospel that God didn't die for a select few, but for everybody. That includes you. That includes you. That whosoever, that's better than if my own name was put there. Because there are other Mark Shells. There's four of us in the state of Illinois alone. And they could have grabbed a hold of that verse before I came along. So it's better than if my own name was there. Whosoever will. That's everybody. That's everybody. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.